In the shadows of the underworld of the podcasting community, there lies an avenging spirit that looks over all forms of cinema, even the ones that people would throw in the trash. It will avenge them. It will protect them. It will attack. This is Cinema Attack. of irrational prejudice against Red Ryder and his peacemaker? Burger, everybody. Happy holidays and welcome to the Christmas extravaganza of Cinema Attack. And that's right, we got the original lineup tonight. No guest hosts, it's just us. Uh, first up, we have the Cat Whisperer himself. Matt, what's going on, Matt? Oh, not much. You only have my cats right now because they're causing trouble. It's all good, man. It's all good. It's all good. <sighs> I was hoping they would behave. They were just a perfectly asleep for now. Now they've woken up, and now they're, let's attack me. Let's attack the bag. Let's attack the chair. Let's knock shit over. Bullshit. It happens. You know, you know, it happens. Uh, I know if you guys haven't listened to the House of Salmon show, uh, Jamie and Brian, uh, you hear their cats all the time in the background of their episodes, and it's cute because they're like, oh, Pugsley, you know, because like, they named all their cats after Adam's family members. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's fun. They're like, oh, they, the cats hate this movie, too. See? <laughs> 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 but uh, when you hear that little giggle, that is the man, the myth, the legend, Dubby Doubles. What's going on, Dub? What's up? What's up? Getting some festive holidays. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Work's been hectic. It's been a while since I worked a Black Friday, and it was fucking awful. Mm-hmm. I bet. Don't miss that in retail. Yep, same here. Yeah. And I noticed, like, in my new position, everyone's like, yo, this price, they said there was this price, but it's coming up as this price. Can you give me a discount? I'm like, I don't know. I got to make sure that's the right price, you know? Like, you're the Ray Donovan of Home Depot. You're the fixer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Make it all. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh my god. And plus, look, I, I'm not racist or anything, but when you have like 15 Asian people fucking coming up to you asking you about pipes, you want to just go get drunk after work. <laughs> yeah, it gets bad because they're like, the pipe that goes in the hole, the hole that goes into the sheet. I'm like, what? 
what the fuck are you talking about? I understand, man. Uh, being an ITU, I deal with a lot of, there again, I'm not racist at all, but deal with a lot of Indian or Mideastern folk. And there's just a language barrier there, man. And it's frustrating communicating sometimes, man. It oh, really can be. bad, too, when the medical field, again, not being racist, yeah. but when you get some Indian doctors yeah. trying to talk to you or talk to the patient. We had this one, and he's gibbering up something to the poor lady. That When he leaves, the lady looks at me and she goes, what did he say? I'm like, I have no clue. I'm so sorry. I, I can't understand a word coming out of his mouth. Yeah, it's so yeah. bad. Yeah, it gets bad after a while, and you know, and it's just crazy. Uh, I actually have a few pet problems myself. If you haven't realized from the background noise, um, we're actually dog sitting my sister's dog tonight because uh, she just had an engagement party tonight as we are speaking. Uh, yeah, they're getting married, and we have the privilege to watch her dog, as oh usual. As usual. Good times. Good times. He's a, he's a good boy. He sometimes gets a little feisty, but it's whatever. Uh, but we're not here to talk about dogs and cats. Maybe. Maybe in a little bit. There's a dog in one of the movies, at least. But, uh... Yeah. Oh, my microphone. Come on. Ah. It's good oh, stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> but uh no, I, Oh, eat my microphone. Come on. They're Sorry. At the end of the show right here. <laughs> this is the end of Senator Mac again. What are the name of your cats again, man? Uh my black one's called his name is Crowley. And my striped one is, is Willow. And right now, Crawley's on my chest, purring up the storm and tacking my microphone. <laughs> you can probably hear the purring in there. Satan himself. <laughs> now he's here eating my finger. Good, good boy. Now Matt is going to dress up as Catwoman at the end of the shift. Yeah. I feel so much yummier. <laughs> I watched that recently. Speaking of Christmas movies. Nothing to say Batman Returns. Definitely yeah. a Christmas movie. Yep, definitely a Christmas yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. It takes place during a long Christmas, because they light the tree like five times in that movie. Is Deep Red technically a Christmas movie? Doing a throwback to our last episode. Yeah. Yeah. There's some holiday stuff going on there. Yeah. Pieces. <laughs> pieces you know it's got Wendy's in it die hard die hard that was our first Christmas show I think it was that was so long ago I don't even remember those movies <laughs> that's probably when Hall Ironside was first coming about yeah they were like fuck die hard five ratings yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Review the Pet Boys commercial or whatever the fuck it was. Was it Napa or something? Yeah, yeah. Die Hard Battery. You know, we should yeah, we should just review that. It was better in part five. True. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, but yeah, we're here to talk about a few Christmas movies. We each picked one. A little background. I actually picked a different movie originally for this. But unfortunately, due to us getting a copy of 
all of us getting a copy of it on time to to show. I decided, hey, this movie's on Netflix. I actually never seen it before. This was a first time watch for me. It gave me a reason to watch it finally. And ironically enough, it actually has a few themes of the original movie that I picked. But it's a little bit different. Uh, I picked I Trapped a Devil as my original pick. But uh, I will be talking about a movie called Await Further Instructions as the final review, which is the one I'll be hosting. But, uh, Matt, which one did you pick, man? Um, I don't remember. I think it was uh, Silent Night. Yeah, the remake of the uh, remake. Yeah, Do you want to call it a remake? <laughs> it, it has a few. It has a few homages. And we might get into how they if they work or not. But uh, yeah, don't bring a flamethrower to a gunfight. Yeah, we got a lot. We'll, we'll save that for a minute. We're gonna get it. But uh, W, you settled on a kind of classic, Krampus. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's it's a modern Christmas horror classic at this point. Mm-hmm. It's it's very divisive if you really get down to it. If you yeah yeah, especially the way that oh we'll get into it in a minute. Yeah, I, uh, I have my issues with it as well. So I mean, but yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is gonna be an interesting show. I'm not sure how we all feel about our movies that we picked, but uh, <laughs> oh boy, but uh. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, and uh, I think we should just get right into it, uh, because, you know, we actually have another Christmas episode planned. Spoiler alert how we're recording these, we're actually doing back-to-back recordings for the whole weekend. <laughs> Which I dig, man. Let's let's get them in. You know, and we're getting those out, so you'll get two shows this month, and, you know, most of the rest of the month that we're... Just going to be settling down and probably doing a lot of prep for whatever is going on. You know, get a few watches in for our end year show, which is going to be returned this year, I think. Hell yeah. Because we didn't do one last year, unfortunately, because of the situation. And, you know, I just didn't really watch a lot of new movies last year, which I can't say this year I have because I have, you know. (laughs) Yeah. It was a more of a, we got to go back to theaters and watch a lot of other things that weren't available to us last year. And, you know, should be an interesting show. And, uh, yeah, so anyways, guys, I say I stopped babbling because I could babble a lot lately. Especially after having seven beers, but I actually haven't been drinking tonight. Thank God. <laughs> but, uh. Let's just start with the trailer for Silent Night and we'll get right into it. tell you about Christmas. It ain't all candy canes and pretty lights. I heard this story. This fella dressed as Santa. He said about killing them that was naughty. Creep. Every year, a new town. Everyone knows that story. 
it's an urban legend. Christmas. The number one holiday for people going nuts. Listen, we've got a lead on our killer from the motel. He's wearing a Santa suit and a mask. Hiding in plain sight. What if he was punishing them? We're just gonna have to take this maniac down ourselves. Christmas Eve is the scariest damn night of the year. And we're back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the trailer for the film we're going to be talking about from 2012, Silent Night. This is kind of like a, a remake, slightly, of the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. But what this one is, the police force of a re- remote Midwestern town search for a killer Santa Claus who is picking off, si- off citizens on Christmas Eve. Uh, this movie is starring uh, Malcolm McDowell, uh, Jamie King, and uh, yeah, this was actually uh, my pick. Ow! Then I just got attacked by Willow. Thank you. Probably the reason why I got attacked because I picked this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Willow, you don't bring a flamethrower to a gunfight. <clears throat> Damn it. <laughs> Accent hurt. Okay. Anyway, uh, so what are you guys' thoughts on this one that I have chosen, uh, Derek? <laughs> yeah, I know I, seen right now. Yeah. Uh, the thing I've seen this movie when it first, like I remember picking this up at Best Buy on Blu-ray back in the day. Yep. It was, it was like one of my first Blu-rays actually that I ever picked up because it was just there. You know, it was this in the. I think I picked up uh, the Darren Lynn Bosman film the same year, The Barons, which mm. is that Jersey Devil one he did. Yep. Uh, you know, I actually, this might be weird, I actually never seen the original Silent Night, Deadly Night at the time when I saw this movie. I actually came very late to that film. Okay. I heard, I heard of it, and, you know, I, I knew its stuff. It, it wasn't one that... I had in my collection until, you know, later on, if that makes sense. But uh, overall, I enjoyed this for what it was. I like that it's its own thing. You know, I do wish the killer was kind of a little bit more fleshed out because it, it, I don't get his M.O. at the end of the day. I know, like, why he's who he is and what he's a part of but the thing is why is he going after these certain people you know like i know i understand the one person that he goes after but i don't understand everybody else you know what i mean mm-hmm. you know but overall that's just a minor nitpick for the movie the, the movie has fun kills uh malcolm mcdowell says some of the most ridiculous dialogue ever in this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does you know uh, uh, Jamie King, I like her a lot. Uh, I remember her from like Sin City and uh, also uh, the My Bloody Valentine remake. She's the queen of the horror remakes, I guess. But uh, 
you know, Donald Logue is Santa Jim. Hilarious. Yeah, I always uh, liked him. Yeah. Has my uh, girl Ellen Wong in as Brenda, who uh, everyone should know from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, but she's also in another horror movie a few years later. And she kind of plays a similar character. She's in The Void. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I about The Void. Yeah, and she's also, uh, if you guys haven't watched the show on Netflix called Glow, yeah, uh, she's awesome on that. She plays one of the, I forget her, I think she's named Fortune Cookie on that show. Yeah. <laughs> That's, <not laughs> That's a, a fun show, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. Uh, and, yeah, Tiffany, uh, played by Courtney Jane White, uh, <laughs> fucking hot as all hell, the whole movie. Till she dies, unfortunately. Spoiler. But, uh, yeah. I would bang the shit out of her. And eat her <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yes. That's going to be my whole review. It's all it's going to be based on. That's five stars alone <laughs> for Tiffany. Uh, you know, and also there's some weird, like... This town's fucking weird. Yeah. You yeah. know, like this, this weird, like, rapist priest... And, you know, uh, this fucking little bitch that beats the shit out of her mom to take her to the mall. Yeah. (laughs) You know, know, I kind of see why some of these people would die, but at the same time, like, how does he know that these people are bad? (laughs) You know, like, but uh, overall, you know, it's an enjoyable, fun little flick. Has a lot of good body count, and, you know... uh, there might be some more things that I'll talk about, but we'll let Debbie go next and give his thoughts on it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm good. Yeah, man. So similar background as you, um, I actually saw this before I saw the song Not Dead and I as well, which I actually picked up at Best Buy, I believe, when the first <laughs> little two-pack Anchor Bay put out uh, with the uncut one and two. Um, but, yeah, man. This was, like I said, I pretty much agree with most of what you're saying here. Uh, pretty fun overall flick. Definitely some issues with some of the kind of CG and uh, some of the effects. <laughs> some of the general burning effects. And uh, I don't know. There were some cheesy parts here and there. Uh, there's a, I can draw a lot of comparisons. Almost Rob Zombie with this film. I don't know why. It feels like Rob Because Zombie. McDowell's yeah. in it? Yeah, and Rob Zombie steps on made it. It's like I guess or everybody's like kind of trashy in the town, and everything seems like kind of dirty and dark. <laughs> like that was that time had... period, man. You know, like yeah, that's true. Uh, I spend your grave remake. You know, <laughs> true, exactly. Mm-hmm. That it was the influence of Zombie in that generation, maybe that played a part in this. Which I don't know. Maybe that kind of hurts it for me in a, in a little bit. But you know, I do agree. It's it's a fun little Christmas flick. I do like McDowell. Donald Logue's character is funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. He's kind of being excused as the the killer for most of the flick. Yeah, fun oh. shit. But, uh, yeah, there's very little comparisons to the original Silent Night, Deadly Night, I think. <laughs> yeah, totally different film altogether. Uh, they do, like... The homages, they do have sprinkle a few homages here and there in the movie. Uh, the most obvious one is the comatose grandfather, which feels like on this rewatch, I'm like, whoa, I didn't realize he had like a fucking demon voice, this view, and I'm like, what the fuck is that shit? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to left field. Yeah. Uh, did you recognize the nurse, Matt? I kind of recognized her, but I didn't know exactly who it was. That's uh, Jessica Cameron. She played in that American guinea pig possession movie as the girl that's possessed. Did you watch that yet? No, I have not. Oh, oh really? Okay. I'd have to look into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know she was actually in one of the Tim Ritter True for Dare movies, too, I think. Yeah. Okay. I think part four. But uh, yeah, I know I recognize Courtney Palm is uh the chick who gets her fucking uh leg. Oh yeah, I forgot Courtney Palm. She's another one I read her ass out to any day of the week. But you know, she's the lady. The girl gets chopped her leg chopped off and thrown into the wood chipper. <laughs> That's a great kill. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, the other homage that I actually think is pretty good is the deer. Yeah, the deer antler scene. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one's pretty good. You know, they have, like, that line, it's garbage day. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Got to. <laughs> oh, fucking Malcolm. Mc... What's your favorite McDowell one-liner in this movie, Dub? <laughs> I, I can't think of any specifically, honestly. But, yeah, it's pretty much everything, man. Oh, just when he's just comparing the crime to a burger. Yep. Yeah, the avocado burger is classic. Now you burn hummus on top of the avocado. <laughs> he had a lot of weird one-liners. Just kept throwing them out there, and they're hysterical. Just made his character just so weird. And did you <laughs> notice, like, such a zany character, man. Did you notice his like hero music in the background whenever he came on screen? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. Big mistake. You brought a flamethrower to a gunfight. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's like a guy who's like, like I'm the hero cop, but I don't do shit. <laughs> he literally yeah. is that cop, <laughs> he's and he's like, like, "Fuck the mayor! I'm not gonna tell him shit," <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but until he does, but then the mayor's getting killed, unfortunately, while he's telling. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was like the part two where he's talking about the uh, uh, he's pointing to the, the chalkboard and he's going public enemy uh, number one and Audrey there is going it's double S is it? Carson's like it's double S double S double screwed he always got these if you go on IMDB all his quotes are actually on there from the ones where the avocado it's like where do you think he went wherever he feels safe well, I'm on his tail now. There's nowhere safe. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, holy cow. Speaking of Carson, how do you feel about the addition of that character? Because it feels like a whole different subplot altogether that's in a different movie. <laughs> that's my ish kind of the issue with this movie with me. Is a lot there's a little bit too much going on in it. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff at you. Oh, oh yeah, you're you're talking about uh Mr. Snow, yeah, 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 the drug dealer like suspect character. It, I there's a little there's a little too many suspects in this. You know the Donald Logue one was thing, yeah, yeah. The Donald Logue one was a good one because of the way he acted. Yeah, you know, and then they threw this guy in out in proportion. You know, 
he seemed more of a threat than Donald Logan. You tried to fucking kill Ivory later in the movie. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, there's a little too much red herring stuff in it, which makes it a little bit more like, okay, maybe they could have cut some of this out, you know, but I get why it's there too. You know, it's not, it doesn't take away too much from the movie mm-hmm. for me, but I just noticed it kind of dragged in a few scenes too with that shit going on, especially that long scene where they're in the bar together. And she's fucking having a conversation with the dude. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to get my girlfriend drunk enough to, so she forgets, doesn't know I'm fucking her in the ass. <laughs> He's a guy after my own heart. <laughs> the amateur porn star. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That whole scene was awesome. <laughs> that fucking sickle thing. Oh yeah, my there's God. some TNA sleaze in this. Mm-hmm. Can't hate on it there. When you know that's the great you know that wood chipper we gotta talk about that scene in general that whole wood chipper scene is in broad daylight I'm like where the fuck is everybody in this town right right you know? it's in a sleazy motel so there's probably no one around and then there's like a Christmas tree farm and it's around right. that time so it's like mm, no one's around let's throw the wood chipper on and you know like the whole thing is like. That I'm thinking about, like, when watching this is, you know, like, there's a, this chase going on, and you just, it cuts back from, like, her running to, you see the Santa with the X, and you hear this cheesy music, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is looking Looney Tunes right now. Yeah. Oh, this movie's so goofy in the weirdest parts. It's so weird. But... Yeah, overall, it's an enjoyable film. Is it better than Silent Night, Deadly Night? Hell no. 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 But did I but enjoy it? it fun to watch? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's got titties. That's, got that's good always a good high body count. Yeah. Alka McDowell acting crazy as fuck. <laughs> we need to get a movie with Malcolm McDowell in the car from Killer Clowns from Outer Space make their own unit. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like legit the same character. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. Uh, fucking awesome. But yeah. Awesome movie. But also, I must note, Waste of Lisa Marie in this movie as the girl's mom. She's a way better actress than deserve that type of role for like five minutes. Yeah. She was even tells of Halloween. We just recently reviewed. Well, we never reviewed that. Cause oh, I yeah, fell true. that's true. <laughs> that we recently watched through that. Yeah. We recently watched and maybe one day next year. <laughs> yeah. You'll hear my thoughts on that movie. If you haven't listened to No More Room in Hell, where I told everyone my thoughts on that movie already. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Do you want to get some ratings on this one? Yeah, who do you, you want me to go first, man? Yeah. I'm at about a seven. It's enjoyable. It's fun. It has issues. But I enjoy the ride there. You know, I'm never... Like I said, the only thing that kind of drags it for me is some of that subplot with, like, the other Santa Claus dress character. But overall, the kill, it gets me back in with the kills. So, 
and tits and ass and any movie that kills a piece of shit priest is a-okay in my book. He even kills that piece of shit little girl, too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> in broad daylight, also. too. Yeah, right from the door. Zapped her and everything. I was like, holy shit. No one's safe. Uh, Dubby. Yeah, man, I'm I'm actually coming in the same on this. I, I think that's fair writing. It's, it's an above-average slasher. The kills make up for... A lot of the issues overall, you know, some of the red herring stuff, the Christmas parade with all the saying is like there's some cheesy just kind of overload moments. But, uh, yeah, fun little Christmas slasher, man. Definitely a fun revisit. Uh, I come around with seven as well. Uh, a lot of I, again, I, I saw Silent Night, Deadly Night first before I saw this one. And at first I thought it was a remake, but. After watching it, it's like, no, it's not more of a remake. It's just got the same kind of close title, but it doesn't just, but it does have follow some of the kills. But, oh my God, these two. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, um, again, the kills are great. The blood's good as gore. Yeah, it's got a couple issues with the storyline and uh, what's going on. But overall, <clears throat> it's a fun, like, if you just want a cool uh, Christmas themed slasher, this is right up the alley. Nice, nice. Uh, now we're going to get into some return of the MVP of this show, Michael Doherty, uh, soon with uh, W's pick. So we're going to play the trailer for one of the first movies I ever reviewed podcasting, and it's been a while since I watched it, and that is Krampus. So we'll play the trailer for Krampus right now. And be right back. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle bells Merry Christmas! Looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here. This is delicious, honey. A little dry. Well, mine's delicious. Mine's dry. Do you want to trade? It's the It's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. With those holiday greetings and greetings. How are we going to survive Christmas with 12 people stuck in a house with no heat and no electricity? Or food. There's plenty of leftovers, Howard. Beer it is. It's the weirdest thing. There's no cars, no people. How long can this keep up? I heard something on the roof. What the hell is this? Saint Nicholas is not coming this year. Instead, a much darker ancient spirit. Those are hooves. Elk or a goat? What kind of goat walks on its hind legs? His name is Krampus. He and his helpers did not come to give, but to take. Everybody, hold on to each other. He is the shadow of Saint Nicholas. 
What is up, y'all? We are back with the second film of The Knot. Hope you enjoyed that trailer. And that, of course, is the 2015 film by Michael Daugherty, Krampus. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a cool urban legend that I'm sure we'll del- delve into, or uh, mythology, if you will. But basic plot synopsis. When, when his dysfunctional family clashes over the holidays, young Max gets disillusioned and turns his back on Christmas. Meanwhile, this lack of faith in Christmas ends up triggering a, and summoning a demon known as Krampus. So, yeah, man, like I said, a really cool urban legend. Um, it's cool to be, see it adopted in a, in a film. Um, we've seen it a few times since, and I still think this is one of the best representations overall we have seen of him. But uh, let's start off with Matt, man. What's your initial thoughts on Krampus? Uh, I love this movie. My When I first had it, um, had the original Blu-ray, and we, every winter <clears throat> we pop this in to watch it every year. And good thing that we've decided to do this uh, movie now because... Uh, Screen Factory just released the naughty cut of it, mm-hmm. and I watched that. Mm-hmm. What a letdown! Oh, it's really? Pre- pretty much, it's the same movie, just a couple f bombs and one additional scene. That's it. That's the naughty edition. That kind of sucks. The special features are all the same, except for uh, a couple in new interviews. But other than that, it's we were watching, going, "Where's all the extra shit?" And there's one nod to uh, Trick or Treat we thought was cool. And the language was, of course, made for because They dropped some F-bombs that were re- originally cut and edited in the original movie as you can, when you watch it. And now they actually put them in. And that's pretty much it. So there's no big difference between the, the two. So overall, I still love the movie. <clears throat> Even yeah. uh, uh, we watch it every year. We'll still watch it every year. I'll probably keep the Scream Factory edition just because it's the complete uncut technically. But still, it was kind of like a waste because I felt a little gypped from that. I thought we were supposed to get a lot more, but we didn't. Yeah, that kind of sucks, man. I actually asked for that for Christmas. so. (laughs) But but nonetheless, I mean, still cool to have the the full uncut version, like you said. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so Derek, man, what's what's your initial thoughts and history with Krampus? Uh, I actually first seen this movie when I reviewed it on Twenty Two Shots back five years ago, I think. Wow, was that that long ago? Might have been. I've seen man. it. I've seen it since, of course. But yeah, that was my first time review, and if you remember listening to that show. I was kind of the only one kind of high on it. Mm-hmm. They were very negative, especially about the gingerbread man, which I love. Fuck the haters. Yeah, yeah, I've never, I've never got. There is a, like you said, this is a divisive film. I think there's a lot of people that think this is too funny or the comedy takes away from it. 
But uh, they should have knew what kind of movie they were getting into because look who the fuck is cast in the movie. They got the exactly. dude from Anchorman in this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, when, uh, Nanny off Two and a Half Men, and yeah, these are all comedians more or less. Adam, even Adam Arkin Scott. or what? Scott, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, you know that there's going to be some comedy with these guys. You know, it might be some dark comedy, which yeah. it mostly is, you know. Like, there's there's people fucking dying in this movie still, you know. It's all happening, you know. And, you know, people don't remember. this fucking comedy in Trick or Treat. I don't understand. Michael Doherty has comedy in his movies. 100%. He even has, you know, he even has, like, that weird Looney Tunes noise. When fucking Aunt Dorothy goes flying out the window in Trick or Treat as well. <laughs> I don't understand how... They don't understand what they're getting themselves into when they're watching this and they love the other movie. Oh, it's not Trick or Treat. I'm like... It's fucking... It's from the same maker. Of course they're the same fucking product. He did product, one for Halloween. Know? Now he's doing one for Christmas. <laughs> Completely different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... I love this movie with passion. I like how dark it is. I love the Christmas atmosphere to it. I love the look of Krampus himself. Yes. It's like something you would see in like a fucking Dio music video. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see Dio right on top of Krampus like, Holy Krampus! Coming down <laughs> from the midnight sea! That <laughs> would make this movie a 10 out of 10, though. Spoiler alert for my writing. But uh, if Dio is on top of Krampus, it's like his hype man. I'm with Krampus. <laughs> but yeah, I love this movie. I honestly, I I really have no issues with it. I, like I, I, you know, like everyone's comparing it to Full Moon, but then the same people compa- said the Barn is like a Full Moon movie. So what the fuck is they talking about? You know, well, whatever. You know, it's no one can make, not, not every movie can make anybody happy, you know. But mm-hmm. overall, you, you know, I dig it. You know, I didn't watch the naughty cut, which I'm kind of sad that it's not as good as it's hyped up to be. But yeah, maybe I'll grab it when it's on sale. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But whatever, it's whatever. But anyways, Krampus, I like it. I like it a lot. It's got killer gingerbread man. It's got a fucking giant jack in the box eating a fucking little girl. Yeah. <laughs> I love the sounds it makes too. It's just so it's freaky the way it howls and everything. Yeah, yeah like, man. like even the scene with the fireplace after the uh the fire goes out, it just zooms to this fireplace which is freaking dark and dreary with just a very little of light. And of course, you see the giant hook come down from the fireplace. You're like, oh, something's gonna happen here. Even though with the the ginger man coming down, still great little scene right there. You're like, oh, here we go. Yeah, I like a lot of. The, I like how it te- it teases Krampus a lot before you finally get the good reveal of him. Mm-hmm. There's just lots of hints of him, and you kind of see him. You know, of course, gliding around from houses. I love I love those oh, scenes outside, man. Awesome. He was leaping so from house good. to house. Yeah, that's like possibly one of the best scenes of the movie right there. It's like, I wish there was more of that. That's what I'm saying. As far as I go, it's just as far as nitpicky stuff. It would be stuff like that. I wish there was a little more maybe Krampus. 
could have been a little more gory, but it's still fucking amazing, fun, well-made flick overall. I love the claymation, uh, the grandmother really telling the story of Krampus and the history of it, and it's a little claymation scene. It's so fucking awesome, man. Ties right in with the Christmas classics. Man, it's it's so good. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know... Uh, you know, I really love the Omni character too, the grandmother. She's yeah. great, you know. All the characters at, are pretty fun, man. That's another yeah. thing with this too. Yeah. And, you know, like Ow. That's what <laughs> Ow. Right. Yeah, I don't know where they just come bolting out of the hallway chasing each other and run over my foot. It happens. I thought Matt Matt I'm just down. got picked to become Candyman. Oh, yeah. I'm a candy man can. Uh, you start growing a beehive in his chest. <laughs> That'd be uh, bad because I'm actually afraid of bees. <laughs> I'll be fucked. Yeah. Yep. I have a phobia of them. I can't. I can't be near them. It drives me nuts. Those oh. wasps. They fly near me. I freak out. My wife's like, I, "It's only a bee. Sit down." I go, "Yeah. You're afraid of spiders. If one little one goes by, you freak out." I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Now we know when we're gonna do a Killer Bee episode. Oh, I got some Killer Bee movies then. <laughs> I love watching the Killer Bee movies. I just hate being around them. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm picturing Matt like that scene in the swarm where just a giant bee just comes into this house. Oh God. <laughs> That's his worst nightmare. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But back to Krampus. Uh, the the one divisive thing that I know a lot of people have about the movie is its ending, which is weird. It's a very it's, odd, but it's a pretty cool ending. It's never been done before like that. Uh, should should we spoil it? Because this movie is like six years old now. I think I I want to discuss. Double. Go I'm ahead. Tell. Yeah, go ahead. Tell everybody what happens at the very end of this movie and your uh, interpretation of it. I mean, basically starting with Max's actions. I mean, is that where you want me to start at as far as the ending goes? Yeah. Yeah, so he basically, he's taken back all of his wishes wishes that, that started this curse of Krampus. And he throws back, of course, the Krampus bell, which we didn't get to. Really cool imagery, and I love the the whole time of the Krampus bell, which I, I'm pretty sure is actually part of the folklore. But he, he basically throws it back to Krampus and all the elves. It opens up like this crazy center of the earth and whips him down into it. And he wakes up the next day, and basically Christmas morning, Christmas has been restored because the curse has been lifted. I mean that that's that's kind of how I'm taking it overall anyway. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well. Yeah. Except for that it, final showing of it. Right, and then it kind of. Yeah, I didn't know if you want to go that far with it, but. Yeah, you can go that far because it's like they're in their own little private hell because they're all in these they're in this fucking little snow globe, you know. Exactly. They, they're at Krampus's workshop <laughs> his version more I guess. Than one snow globe it's like panning off and there's tons of different snow globes in there yeah he's 
They're, it's their own private hell where they have to do Christmas every fucking day. Did you see, the guys see of... the alternate ending to this movie? I did not. What's the alternate ending? Pretty much, it's this, pretty much the same. Uh, Max wakes up. And you know how in the original movie, uh, when he opens the box and the bell is in there, everyone's face kind of turns like, oh, crap, or kind of upset? Well, uh-huh. in the alternate ending, he opens the box, the bell's there, they all look, but they all go back to being happy again. And then it zooms off to them being trapped. It's like, hmm, just a weird alternate ending. Mm. Some, something I like about that ending, though, it, it kind of reminds me of another movie as far as the meta side of it. And that's uh, Cabin in the Woods. But I feel like it does it in a better way. No. Yeah, I can't. I could, I, I could agree with that because, you know, I just rewatched Cabin in the Woods for that summer series there. And I have issues with that film, man. <laughs> but, it, it, yeah, like, like that CGI has not held up after fucking nine years. Like everyone's like, oh, it's a great iconic shot of all these creatures coming. I'm like, it looks like something out of PlayStation 2. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's bad. It's bad. And, you know, like there's other issues, too. You know. The be- the MVPs of that movie are Richard Jenkins and fucking the other dude, Bradley Whitford. <laughs> They're it's great. like that universe within a universe kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, we might have to save that for our own review for that movie, though. Duh, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I I I love the ending of this movie because it's, it's you know I don't understand like people are confused about it. I'm like it's it's kind of self subservient. They're in their own little private hell. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Hotel really... California, man. <laughs> oh, they can never leave. <laughs> hell yeah. I still want to know what the hell was in the snow. <laughs> A very cool nod to Tremors. But I was I like, think so, yeah, it was Tremors I, 5. I know what's Tremors in there. 5. <laughs> it was the true Tremors 5. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely Tremors, dude. <laughs> I didn't it was definitely a Graboid. Christmas it had to be an it's all yeah. white, green, and red with little bells and shit like on it. Oh. All the creatures, man. Just I love all the creatures. You, you've got a good variety. Like you said, the Jack in the Box, but you have these elves characters. You have the gingerbread. I like all of the Krampus's helpers. Yeah, Krampus's helpers. There, it's fucking awesome. Now, can we describe Krampus himself? Oh, Krampus is fucking awesome looking in this movie. What a badass, man. Whoa. And the reveal coming through the actual chimney, too. Horns first. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what you're really seeing at first. It looks like a weird turtle or something, and it just <laughs> gets up into this huge fucking demon. We're a Santa Claus thing. mask. Yeah, Santa Claus from hell, dude. He's fucking awesome. It's, it's, Those fingernails, it's... just when he opens up his hand... And he like wipes away the tear on the face. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're so fucked. <laughs> it's pretty much. Yeah. Insane. At first, I thought that was actually his face until like later on in the movie, where it shows a close up and you can see like it's a mask that he's wearing. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck does his real face look like? You know. Bizarro Santa. <laughs> well, they say it's his. It's his. Was it his shadow? Yeah, uh, still Santa Shadow. Right. So I thought that was kind of neat. Like still in disguise, still in hiding. 
Yeah. I mean, you have the whole Saint Nick thing, so it's like, you know, you have these these angels and demons tie-ins in a way, so it's fucking cool. Yeah. Krampus. It's good shit. Michael mm-hmm. Doherty represent. Yeah. So, you guys want to get into writing this some bitch? Yeah. Matt, start us off, brother. All right. Even though I wasn't really too happy with the, the naughty cut, I still love the movie, and I, I'll be continuing watching this every every uh, December. Uh, it's going to be a all the time watch. It's still fun. I still love all the characters, the dysfunctional one sided family. It's kind of like oh crap. <laughs> they even talk about like yeah, pretty much everyone has that one dysfunctional family style. You just gotta suck it up and deal with it. And he's like, ah, three more days. Oh crap. <laughs> like they all know. And uh when everyone's getting introduced, you just see everything just go apart, but then they all had to work together to survive. That was just fun. And it doesn't give that cool, happy ending, which not usually a lot of Christmas movies have, but this one doesn't, which is awesome. So I still give this one a ten out of ten. I I'll be watching this every year still. It's a must. Nice. I love Krampus. Hey, Eric. Yeah, I'm at a 9 out of 10 on this one. Still an enjoyable film. And honestly, yeah, I don't understand why I give it a 9 out of 10. It's, it is it is maybe because it, I wish there was maybe a little bit more Krampus in the movie. But, you know, it leaves you more to be desired, for sure. You know, in that sense where we get more of, like, the Crit Empress's helpers, but even though I do love them. But, you know, I wish there was just a little bit more Krampus. Maybe that would have... And like I said, I should have had Dio right on his back. Like, holy Krampus! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but overall, I love this movie still. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, man. I'm I'm right there with you. Um, I'm coming into nine as well. Just like I said, the things I mentioned earlier, there's, there's some minor nitpicks, I guess. But this is like Christmas Vacation if it was a horror film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's great, man. You have a fun cast of characters, goofball moments, the whole dysfunctional thing. I love the dynamic and just the character of the grandma, but the dynamic she has with Max. He he's more or less your 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 main leader of the the story of Krampus. Her, you know, the grandma and himself are the vessel for the Krampus story itself. Um, I enjoy all the scenes there. It's. It's a fucking great. Like you said, it's a Christmas classic now. It's I've I have watched it every year. Um, we've a, <laughs> I even watched it at our Christmas actual with our family. We'll sit down and watch, you know, Christmas Story or something. Then we'll put on Krampus. So, <laughs> so it's fucking cool. Yeah, and Seth Green plays the voice of Lumpy the Gingerbread Man. That's all that matters. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, and. Krampus is in the Hall of Ironside. Yes. Deservingly. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. (laughs) 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 All right. We're going to do it the scanner way. I'm going to suck your brain dry. Everything you are is going to become me. You're going to be with me, Cameron, no matter what. After all, brothers should be close, don't you think? Now, we're going to get into something a little bit different. 
Another God. family gathering. But this family, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Issues. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll be right back after the trailer for await further instructions. Can we not do this? I want to meet them. Come on. Nick, it's so good to see you. Full house this year. Well, maybe this year we can have a proper family Christmas like we used to. This country used to be great until all them Johnny Ahmeds and Bobby Bongo Bongo started coming in. Mr. Milgram, that's not fair. You come in here with your two hey, arms and your Don't shout at my girlfriend. <laughs> Here's what we do. We'll get up really early before they do, and we'll just go home. Someone's locked us in. What do you want about? They're all the same. <laughs> Who would lock us in? Hello! Could it be a reality show? Some sort of awful game. Ding dong, merrily on high. In heaven the bells are ringing. Ding dong, merrily the sky is written with angels singing. I'm your son. And we are back, everybody, with the last film of the night. And if you can tell them my ecstatic voice, uh, there's a little craziness off here. You'll, you'll probably hear it at the end of the show. Spoiler alert. But, uh, yeah, the last film of the night is Await Further Instructions, which is a first-time watch for me from the year 2018, directed by Johnny Kevorkian. Oh, that, that's a good sign. Yeah. We'll Great name to have yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, little plot synopsis on this one. A family's Christmas takes a strange turn when they awake to find themselves trapped inside and begin receiving mysterious instructions through a television. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to start with Dubby. Dubby, did you ever see this before? And what did you think, man? Yeah, this this is a first-time watch. Um Wow, man, very fucking interesting flick, man. I didn't know what I was getting into. I'm not sure how I really missed this being a Shutter and Dark Sky film, but uh, man, just a dark, cynical movie. I have to say, overall, um, maybe a little more sci-fi than what I was expecting, or maybe particularly wanted, but it it made for an interesting watch. I was definitely glued into this dysfunctional family and as far as this experiment that's going on or whatever the fuck is going on though i guess we'll delve into here but uh yeah fucking crazy flick man yeah i i agree i'll give my thoughts on it real quick the thing that i like about it is the horror is actually not really 
them, uh, the, what's going on outside or what's actually the whole real horror is the family itself. Cause this family, man, yes, this family is psychologically fucking unstable as fuck. As we first see in the first scene for any shit goes down where, and there's a lot of themes that are brought up in this film, which, you know, I actually like that. It's like this small of a cast, in this film too, like uh, the film that I was originally picked, I trapped a devil is actually a movie with only three actors in it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of parallel. There's a few more actors and three in this one, but I like how it ends up the way it does where it's slowly somebody, you know, I'm not going to spoil too much about it right away, but one gets picked off there. Then another one, it slows the numbers and, the more it's more of like a weird backup siege narrative where the psychological horror creeps into the film where yeah. no one trusts anybody. And I kind of like that about it because everyone has their own issues and that's what the film's real horror subsides. And, you know, the actual thing that's doing it. Yeah. It's fucking sci-fi as fuck, but overall I dug this movie for what it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be like a every year kind of watch, but you know, if somebody didn't watch it, it's like, yeah, I'll watch that with you. I throw it on again. <laughs> you know? Uh Matt, uh, how'd you I, I know you actually had a history with this movie before. Yep. I remember you picked it up and stuff in one of your updates and I think you maybe reviewed it once. I'm not too sure. I think I did, yeah. So uh what what are your thoughts on it now on rewatch? Uh, for a rewatch, it's it's still fun. Um, again, like you're saying, how the family is more the horror. The whole paranoia that kicks in is the pretty much the theme of the horror. Where what else is happening to the family with the television, the house being encased by some kind of weird texture is just like a secondary thing. But it's just how the family is so dysfunctional, like with racism and the girl with the getting. Selectism, I guess you want to call it, with the do- with the the girl that's pregnant, and everybody else. Just that one father is such a dick in this movie. <laughs> oh, I hate and, him. Uh, oh my god! But you just see how this family goes from bad to worse, and there's really not much good qualities into this family. Like even the beginning, the guy's like, "I don't want to be here." He's like, "I I, I don't like my family at all," and kind of shows why that this plays off. <laughs> and yeah. when I first watched this movie, I thought it was just going to be like a contained, I didn't even know it was a Christmas horror until after watching it for the first time. I'm like, damn, this is a Christmas horror film. Sweet. And, uh, I thought it played off pretty well with that. I loved like, and the whole paranoia thing going on. Like the, usually a family would be together. A family usually bonds together, works together, stays together. Not this one. This one was just all the TV saying, you know, this one girl's sick. They had to seclude her into a, a different room. I'm like, seriously? They, they're following the TV versus everyone else? It's just like, wow. Backstab after backstab. <laughs> the, the thing the thing that I like, you know, the thing that I got from it was because the master of the house was following the TV. The, yeah. D- man, I would just took the dad out right there and after, you know, the syringes came down. I'm like, I ain't sticking a fucking syringe that was used in my arm. All right. Yeah. That's like fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. 
And I like to the fucking it opened. It was very Cronenbergy when the thing opened up and you had to put the thing back in it. Yeah, there was some there was body a lot horror stuff. Yeah, I like to that they showed the kind of like the aftermath after the house, like uh-huh. and from everything else. I thought that was pretty cool too. Yeah, you see, it happened. It wasn't just happening there; it was happening all over the fucking neighborhood. It was like, whoa. Yep. How tech? Pretty much how technology can evolve and be like, all right, you screwed me over for all these years. Now it's my turn to play. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty neat. So what I'm getting, what was going on? There was like this AI that was taking over everything. Mm-hmm. Right. That's and, basically the message and symbolism of the whole film, I think. Hello, Ruby. Worship me. <laughs> yeah, how we're we're all just worshiping our phones, and you know, it's it's taken over. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. And you know, like when people go like that, yo, man, that was that scene where the fucking those wires start eating that girl, and then there's just a baby in her skeleton. I'm like. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, like, this movie gets it, like, I love how it kind of has, like, a fucking lift feel to it, because the things actually have fucking organs, like a heart or a brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the lift, but if the lift got out. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed with the invitation like, like, and the cube. <laughs> it's like that oscillation horror, too. Yeah. The remake of the lift showed the actual computer brain, like, pulsating and everything. I remember the remake one? Yeah, I actually yeah, like the, the remake the rocket more. launcher? Yeah, the remake's fun. I actually like the remake more of, of the lift. Yeah. But I also like, too, how the father teamed up with the brother-in-law who had, you know, the, had the girl pregnant, and they said, like, you know, you're kind of more of a son to me because you're like an alpha. We're both alphas. We need to take over everything. It's like, wow, that's... Usually it was like a father would be, like, siding with a son, but nope. Nope. Man, this family sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah this family had no <laughs> chance at all. No. And, you know, like, even has, like, you know, I like how they had this thought, what this thing had, like, this defense mechanism... Where it shot like this ascetic black smog that melted you. It's like, what? Yeah. It's fucking nuts. And you know, like, when Grandpa died, I'm like, all bets are out because he was the only actor I recognize. I'm like, oh, fuck. No one's safe in this movie. Yep. <laughs> Which he's an awesome actor. We mentioned kind of pre gaming this. From what you said, Harry Potter and then the strain. Yeah, what was his character name in Harry? David Bradley. Let me click on him real quick. He played one of the professors. Mr. He was the groundskeeper, actually. Oh, Argus. Okay. He played Mr. Filch. Okay, Artemis yeah. Filch. And he was also in Hot Fuzz, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, as a uh, W mentioned, he was on the show The Strain, which is Guillermo del Toro show. Uh. As Abraham Citrekini? Wow. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's a Citrekini, name. yeah. But he's he's fucking an awesome character, man. Yeah, he's, a good, he's a good actor. Yeah. I also I also recognize him from this British movie that I used to watch. Kind of around the same time I watched Silent Night 
remake was Harry Brown, the Michael Caine, like, it's kind of like Death Wish, but with Michael Caine as an older man who just goes around killing young drug addicts and shit. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> good movie. It's a good movie. Fucking, uh, yeah, he's the only actor I recognize. I mean, actually, the dad kind of looks familiar. Let me look him up real quick. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. This is like what uh, takes place in Britain, like around there. It's not yeah, it, actually it's in a, the U.S. at all. Yeah, it's a it's a British movie. It definitely Some, is. Something I thought was kind of scary and ironic is just the general comparisons to the pandemic, and this come out in 2018, man. Yeah, I got that too because there's a lot of like if my the vaccine fan... and the isolation, we're all stuck inside. Like. There's a lot of relevance to this film now, more than ever. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's kind of nuts, and that you're right. It's like, and you know, it, it turns into the Mangler Reborn at the end. <laughs> dad, dad gets yeah. possessed by the wires. Was <laughs> that Mangler Two? Mangler Two. That's the one I'm thinking about. Reborn's the shitty one, Reggie Bannister. Oh God, that movie. <laughs> I was, I was so excited that they made a third one and I saw it, I'm like, this one sucks. <laughs> even the you know, second one's better than the third one. And the this first one's not even that good of a movie, so you know that's you know that's sad. I actually like the first one. I could watch that one over and over again. And the second one's kinda like, eh, okay, I can pop it on. The third one I've never yeah. seen the Mangler films, dude. I need to watch those. Oh no, you Uh oh. Sounds like a show. Yeah, the trilogy. It, it might be our last show. <laughs> Marcus. Oh. oh. Yeah, away further instructions. I say we leave it off there. We talked about a lot of the stuff that was going on within it. Definitely check this out. It's on Netflix right now. For us in the U.S. anyways. Uh, we'd like to hear your thoughts on this movie. If you haven't seen it, or if you have, I, I like to hear opinions on these certain movies because it has a 4.8 out of 10 as an IMDb rating, which is. Yeah, I think it's higher than that. Yeah, it's a low budget. I, I get it. It's low budget. It, but it actually has a lot of good things within it for the story that it's telling. Mm-hmm. And like W said, it's more relevant now than it was probably when it came out. I think it needs a second chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Debbie, why don't you go first? What do you rate await further instructions? Yeah, I think I'm coming to like a 7.5 on this. I was pleasantly surprised with this one. Um, I feel like it was well acted for sure, man. To be, a you know, low budget, a lot of independent actors, maybe lesser names, but really well acted. There's a, you know, good drama and inner turmoil within the family. Um, Some of the shit gets maybe a little too far out there in sci-fi that just loses me, but um, it's, it's still a compelling film. Like I said, that I can just draw comparisons to like cube and invitation and uh, even Belco experiment and mayhem. If you like those kind of films, I think you should give this a chance. I think it's, it's a solid, good flick. Yeah, what about you, man? Yeah, that's almost definitely a surprise one where uh, you would think it's when you watch the trailer, you don't expect it to be a actual Christmas film. 
but it does. It takes place on Christmas. Everything's all Christmas related, and they throw all these big twists on it. It's got a lot of cool uh, nods to like Cronenberg and to um, <clears throat> even a little David Lynch shit going on with this yeah. movie. And uh, I, it's fun. Like uh, I've watched it a couple times. It does. It has. It doesn't have an insane replay value like as like Krampus or a Christmas Horror Story like those. But it's fun. Like I would watch it like maybe once every other or two, three years. I'll pop it in, and I still do. I it's a pretty cool twisted little flick. I definitely recommend it. People should definitely check it out for sure. Would you rate it? Again? Oh, I didn't even get a rating. Duh. Uh, I, I give this one a seven point five out of ten. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> uh, it's all right. I'd probably give it the same a 7.5 yeah first time watching you know i was kind of like pleasantly surprised with it i didn't hate myself watching this you know it has that good tension building like i like a lot of british films anyways in that sense too where it's like you know i, I knew some of these actors you know it was like oh the harry potter dudes in this let's give this a shot and you know <laughs> It goes places. It goes places. For sure. <laughs> you know, and yeah, it's a it's a good movie. I, I kind of agree. I probably wouldn't watch it every year. I probably watch it every other year, too. Mm-hmm. And like I said, but unless somebody else hasn't seen it and they wanted to watch it, i like, okay, I'll watch this with you. But it so, sticks with you. It's like you don't need to revisit it as much, too. Like. Yeah, it's not like that type of movie. It, mm-hmm. It's a good discussion piece, like we said. It's like, so like, interesting like, for sure. Yeah, and you know, now the next year I'm definitely picking I Trap the Devil because uh, that's another one that kind of has similar themes and storylines about a family that kind of hasn't, you know, two brothers that haven't seen each other in a while. And yeah, I won't spoil that until we get to that movie, but. It gets there. It goes places, that one. Cool. So, uh, yeah, good shit. Good shit. Good shit, everybody. We did it. That is it for the Christmas show, guys. Matt is getting killed by cats. W is there. I'm here. We're going to be doing a commentary on Blood Beach. (laughs) Calm down. Shit. <laughs> oh my god, it's got attacked. The other one's sitting there like staring, going, What the fuck's going on with my brother? And this guy's running around in circles, <laughs> jumping on everything. And he decides to leap on top of me and take off. This is oh, the shit. best show ever. Oh. For me, anyways. I, yeah, I if it's happened to you guys, we all be all of us be laughing. And you're like, yeah. son of a bitch. This is what this feels like now. <laughs> but uh anyways guys like i said we'll have a commentary special at the end of the month so look out for that and we'll be back soon with some more shows in the new year we'll see you then peace later peace. guys <laughs>
a day I said they call me back door Santa Make my runs about to break a day I make all the ladies happy While the men are out at play Instead of putting quotes in the intro, W, you should just put, like, now, like, fucking stop it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Wait to see as soon as we get done with this, I can put my cat somewhere and be like, yeah, come on. You're just like bleeding all over the place right now. <laughs> Matt's, Almost Sam. Matt's just gonna boondock Saints his cat. <laughs> oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey. Chop up the cat. Get away from the lunch Stop, come on. Uh, well, stop.